It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, loyal podcast listeners. This is your host, Michael Smalley, wanting to remind you, check out smalleyinstitute.com because you can go there and sign up today for free to the number one reason relationships fail online course. When you sign up, you will start learning immediately exactly why relationships get in trouble, whether it's marriage, parenting, friendships, business, doesn't matter because all relationships get stuck in a universal pattern, and when you don't know it, you fail. So sign up today at smalleyinstitute.com for the number one reason relationships fail online course. Well, welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio today. Finally, (laughs) I have a guest. Actually, I have two guests. They are married. With me today, I have Melanie and Seth Studley, who started who started the Anatomy of Marriage podcast, I think, just a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. So welcome. Thank you for having us. Hey, what's up? (laughs) You bet. And you you are coming live from where? We're in Seattle, mm-hmm. rainy Seattle, uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah, it's dark yeah. and cold now. <laughs> it's actually, I'm looking out my studio windows now, and it is also raining and dark here in Houston, Texas. Oh, weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> we must have the exact same kind of climate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. If only. <laughs> no, yours is actually much better. Mine is kind of like living on the surface of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you both for coming on and you know, you, you guys kind of reached out and I was able to kind of see who you are and what you're doing. And I know the podcast thing is, is relatively recent, but Mm -hmm. just maybe let everybody know sort of maybe a brief background or sort of how you even got started on this part of your, your life's journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have been married for 14 years, but about five years into our marriage, we hit a very, very rough patch. Um, I had just given birth to our second child in 15 months. So we had two, yeah, two boys, a one-year-old and a newborn. And Seth was in school getting his master's in marriage and family therapy. And we just hit this point where he had confessed to looking at pornography and Like I said, he had confessed to me. I didn't catch him. But when he confessed, I lost my mind. I was just a nightmare. And our marriage for sure was headed towards divorce. I honestly don't know how we didn't get divorced. But we we sort of like plotted through this and sludged through the really, really crappy stuff, the really, really hard stuff. And then eventually we got on the other side and we went, wait. We didn't kill each other. Wait, we didn't get divorced. We're still here. How did we do this? And so it just became this desire to share the journey because the journey was so not what I thought it was Mm going to look like. And so that's really where the idea for the podcast came from is we got through it. How the heck do we do this? And and, let's talk about it. Because I'm an actual marriage and therapy, marriage and family therapy therapist. (laughs) It was, I had a different perspective on that and also lived through some stuff. So one of the things we always say was we wanted, our, our whole podcast, Anatomy of Marriage, we, we want to create a podcast and a resource that we wish we had when we were going yeah, through all, back all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Because this was maybe, I don't know, 2006, 7, 8 or so. And there, that's, yeah. there were resources out there, but podcasting wasn't as huge, and we were just clamoring for anything. Yeah. Sermons, teachings, people to talk to, anything. And all those, you know, there's stuff out there, and we're just like, let's... 
we want to we want to do something. We just mm-hmm. felt that we're a real calling to do that. And the uh, the first podcast launched February fourteenth, Valentine's Day of twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yep, twenty sixteen. And it was a lot of it was that you know there were resources out there. There's lots of marriage resources that are great. But I, as a woman who really, really at the time hated Seth, <laughs> I needed a resource that spoke to me from that place of like, I'm, this isn't good. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't perfect. I'm not happy. I don't Mm -hmm. want something that's shiny and polished. I need a gritty, gritty guide to get me through this. And so that's kind of why we wanted to make the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. And what, so as you guys were on that journey and, and even maybe we could start off with some advice on what, was there any one key thing that sort of pulled you out of that funk you know, or Melanie, where you're like, okay, I hate him a little bit less today. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, there was. Um, and it's funny because I was, there's a really specific story. I remember just being on like our living room floor. I was reading my Bible and I was looking through the verses that were like, the Lord hates this, but he hates this even more. And I was like, yeah, the Lord hates Seth. He totally does. And then I was read a little bit farther down and I can't remember which verse it was or what the thing was, but it clicked. It like clicked that what I was doing to Seth was also something that the Lord hated. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. the way that I was treating him was not okay. It wasn't good or right or loving or godly or, and it was none of those things, but I thought he should be doing those things to me, Mm -hmm. but I didn't need to somehow return that favor. And, um, it was really that moment that hit me the hardest. And then also, um, like reading the Bible and I would, I would actually write out on little note cards, Bible verses that helped me. And I would put tape on, I would basically laminate them with Mm -hmm. tape and put them in my pocket. I would go to Christian bookstores. I would buy coins that would say like, this too shall pass or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I would carry them around (laughs) in my purse all the time. And then I listened to Joyce Meyer, like like it was going out of style. Like I would listen to mm-hmm. her. I watch her on TV multiple times a day. Yeah. So there was, it was a lot, but that moment on the floor was my kind of like, Oh, I can't do this moment. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I yeah, think, I think uh, that, uh, and I'm sorry, but that, that's one of those really irritating things about Christ's commands <laughs> is there's no precondition. It's not mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, if, if Seth does this and he really turns his life around and he starts being incredibly loving, then, then you can forgive or then you can be nice. It's, and I think where I've been most convicted lately, and I don't know if you guys have, or if y'all, the two of you have seen, I, I had this completely and totally manic moment. Well, I can tell you, uh, 13 days ago mm-hmm. where I started a 28 straight days of podcasting series on the 28 statements from Jesus that can transform your relationships. Mm -hmm. And it just, that is the theme over and over and over again. When you read his words or man, if you respond in an ugly way, now you're just as bad as the person that wounded you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what was going on for a long time. And then she turned around and then we just started the, the rebuilding process from there. And I think our our problems didn't come from just like one confession or whatever like that. There were so many things that I brought in from my family of origin and she brought in Mm -hmm. and communication issues. And it was, I mean, when we say that we don't know how we made it through, it's really, it's really true. I mean, it was just, you know, I mean, I, I know how we made it through like God, really helped us and transformed, but it was, it was crazy. It was just a tangled web of all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. However, but I think the, the, the crux of it was both of us at one point said, okay, we are going to make this work. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even want to look at you right now. Don't even talk to me, but we're going to make this marriage work. Mm -hmm. And Melanie talks about in some of our uh, earlier shows about how, she really leaned on me because, you know, she wanted a, a divorce, but I was, I just said, no, we're, we're not doing that. Not, not in a, not a weird way. Yeah. Well, in one of those ways, like, all right, well, if you do leave me, I'm following. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was like, no, we're, we're not, we're not giving up that way. And we were both willing to work on it mm-hmm. and kind of carry each other when the other one 
couldn't or didn't want to be carried. Can I, so let me ask you something about that. Where, what, do you guys have any insight on where, cause that's one of those hard things to help people understand that, Hey, uh, you kind of need to be unconditionally committed first, mm-hmm. then eventually you, you'll get to experience all the fun stuff that you wanted or your naive expectations of what marriage would be like. <laughs> yeah. What do you think for you both? And, and and I'm even curious if it's different or it could be the same thing, but you're, you're both kind of coming at it in terms of, you know, Mel, you're like super wounded mm-hmm. and it sounded like, so totally correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like looking back on it, you're like, okay, I think I may have overreacted or I was a little too wounded, but still, okay. You were still wounded, Mm -hmm. which is completely fair. And yet you hung in there. Mm -hmm. And then obviously said, you're going, Hey, I'm, you know, I've hurt you obviously, but I'm, I'm not quitting. Where, where did that come from for Mm -hmm. both of you? I, I, it's something I've thought about. Like why, why didn't I, give up. And maybe I just kind of knew in my, in my heart or at my core that we could make it through. And I was willing to do literally whatever Mm -hmm. needed to be done to make the marriage work. And it's not like, oh, divorce was not an option. And no, we're not going to do this because it would be shameful or, or whatever. It wasn't that it was like, literally, I am capable or we are capable of getting on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. I don't see it right now. It might be the dimmest star in the farthest universe ever, but at least I've, I've seen it and that's not where we're going to go. Right. And there wasn't anything else crazy going on in the marriage. Luckily to be like, yeah, divorce. Yeah. You guys just don't work together. Um, but what was it for you? Well, I know that my being wounded, being overly wounded, came from having... I hadn't really assessed who I was. I did not have a firm sense of self. Um, And I mean that in... I became a Christian when I was 19, and we got married when I was 21. And so before I was a Christian, I was sort of a wild child, did whatever I wanted, whatever. I wasn't like a horrible person, but I didn't definitely didn't think about things the way I did once I became a Christian. Mm. And then... But when I became a Christian, I sort of just took on all the rules of the Bible, you know, the like, thou shalt not do whatever. And I just thought, oh, rules equals love. That's how you know you're loved. You follow the rules. So when Seth didn't follow those rules, he didn't love me. That's how I perceived it. It was very, very black and white. And, um, but the, the worst part of all of that was that in my wounding, because I wasn't sort of centered in myself, I wasn't, Mm. um... I didn't know how to be calm with myself. I thought everything had to be this like insane show of whatever rage or, you know, affection, whatever it was. It was just, it was just very manic. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? I don't know what you think I'm going (laughs) to say. I was not going to. No, I want to know. What did you think? Well, no, continue. If you don't get it out. Well, what I was going to say is that I think the worst part of it is that because I was wounded and because I was insecure, I lashed out at Seth like crazy. I mean, I I actually at one point gave him a black eye, which is not anything I could have foreseen in our future. Mm-hmm. Of course, we didn't think that standing at the altar when we were dating, like yeah. none of that. And so there was just, I don't know, it was like demonic. But yeah. what were you going to no, say? No, no, that's, that's where, that's what I thought you oh. were going to say. And yeah, that was, that was a really crazy time. And I think really dark. That's yeah. another thing that people really don't talk about, especially on a marriage podcast when, you know, one of the people is an actual th- therapist and yeah, there was some, some domestic violence and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that, uh, that was just tied into some craziness and like just so many different emotions that you Mm -hmm. were feeling coming from that place. Like you said, Dr. Smalley, like a real wounded place, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't really Melanie that did it. I don't think it was just a a really wounded, Mm -hmm. wounded person that was, that, that did that. Right. So that took a minute to work out for definitely. Um, and so perfect. Yeah. That took a couple of seconds. Right. Well, and I, what I appreciate, and if you're ever bored on a long drive, you can hear some of the stuff we've been doing. Uh, cause that's by far when, when Amy and I do events or 
when I can, when we do a podcast together or whatever, that's the biggest comment is thank you for being honest. Cause mm. people are genuinely shocked when they hear, you know, she has her master's in clinical psych. I have my PhD and, you know, we're supposed to have it figured out, but mm-hmm. the, the problem is nobody really does. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. we can't solve sin. We yeah. can't solve fallenness. And, but what I, where I get really encouraged and what you guys have shared is that, man, and, and this is one of those, and we won't make this political under any stretch of the imagination because I hate political things, but <laughs> in our culture today, man, it's like people have lost faith that people can change, mm-hmm. that they can do something really dumb or immature or, you know, domestic violence and, and, and that that defines who that person is for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I really appreciate sharing. And that's why we try to share this stuff from our, mm-hmm. our life and our mistakes. We actually preached together yesterday at our, uh, at our home church here. Mm-hmm. And she and I literally melted down Saturday night mm-hmm. over the sermon notes. Mm-hmm. We're at one point, she's like, I'm not going to preach with you. Oh, wow. And I just went, what is going on? Like, how did this happen? And, and we, we, we even shared that on Sunday because we were able to, because probably we were preaching on Sunday. So we sort of had to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it would have been a little longer if we hadn't had such a pressure cooker time. Because yeah. oh, how do you explain that, right? So uh, I know we were both going to be up here, but Amy's <laughs> sick. <laughs> She's sick of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which would have been accurate. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, I don't know why, but my head is going now, hold on. I am not minimizing domestic violence. I'm mm-hmm. not saying, hey, listen, if, cause you know, th- there's levels and I think mm-hmm. people need to understand that too, right? There's levels and there's also moments. It's one thing if someone, cause I've had clients or couples where they got drunk mm-hmm. or they were both drunk and wife starts hitting husband and then husband hits her back, mm-hmm. but it's like a one time thing. And, right. mm-hmm. and, and so there's different levels, right? Obviously if, if your safety yeah. is, is in danger, then you need to call the police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate the honesty because man, we all do some really cruddy things mm-hmm. and we got, we can still make it right. We can still recover. We can heal and we can be closer. Yeah. 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 And I think that is one thing that I really resonate with people who can, can share their story and be vulnerable kind of like right off the bat. Not just like, Hey, I'll tell you anything ever, you know, not like that, but someone. Yeah. Cause uh, that would be creepy. Yeah. That, that's just, okay. You're a weirdo. Right. But if it's like appropriate, boundaries and they're sharing it from a place of confidence because they know that uh, their story can help you or they're like you know what I I don't care this is going to be helpful for me and it's it's funny how it works because vulnerability always begets vulnerability and it gives the other person permission like holy crap this this couple just told us about their story of domestic violence wow Okay, now I'm basically invited to share my story, you know, because it's like it provides a a level playing field, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's it's just. Well, and that it makes me think of what I was missing when I would look at the marriage books that were on the shelves when we were going through everything was that they weren't coming from that space of like really woundedness. It was like marriage is great. Just set a date night every night and go see a movie and get a babysitter. And it's great. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you do when you really hate your husband though? Because that wasn't on on the table anywhere. And so I couldn't connect. And so I do feel like it's, mm-hmm. um, well, and the other thing too, that this whole process has taught me, like you were saying is I'm not the same person I was when I punched him, mm-hmm. you know, there's growth and there's change. Um, but on top of all of that, there's grace. And yes, if that was something that I was doing over and over again, and Seth was in danger or whatever, mm-hmm. that's not cool. And we don't promote that at all, but there is, there's got to be grace, um, in relationships. And I don't know, something you said earlier too, about, uh, leading with that, uh, like forgiveness or what was the language you talked about? Like leading with, um, it was like acceptance or something, but it made me think mm-hmm. of this when we were going through the hardest parts, mm-hmm. there was this moment where Seth asked me like right in the very, very beginning, 
do you forgive me? And I said, I already have. But I remember feeling like, Mm -hmm. but I hate you so much and I don't want to do this. But knowing I had already forgiven him. Mm -hmm. And it was like, then it was sort of putting the puzzle pieces together of what that forgiveness actually looked like. And that was hard, but I had to forgive him yeah. first. I couldn't. And I think do that's it at the end. that's where the real work was, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not just forgive and then we're one hundred percent good. It's yeah. forgive and then a two year long podcast. Uh, yeah, a two year <laughs> yeah. long process. And and honestly, we're 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 you know, I and I appreciated what you said so much. Like you guys had a meltdown on Saturday, and then you and then you preached about it. I think. Things like that, statements like that, are really helpful to mm-hmm. pe- for people to hear. And on our podcast, we we say it all the time. We're like, we are only sharing our story. You know, I've picked up a couple of you know bits of wisdom on the way and stuff. But don't look at us like we have a perfect marriage or yeah. anything like that. So I really, really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Just now because that's that's real. I mean, what? It's, yeah. it's just real. So that's great. Well, the. I didn't share the best part of that, though. Uh-oh. Share it now. <laughs> is we had two services, a 9 a.m. and 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the 9 a.m., it was it was so perfect because I, I kind of brought it up, like, in a fun way because we had resolved it. And I appreciate you don't just work through your current junk that is not resolved and you have no healthy perspective on. But we were okay. We survived. And... And so I kind of bring it up like, listen, everybody, the right person, because where I get frustrated with people is they're convinced we're not compatible. I married the wrong person. I was too young. I was too old. I was stupid. I was whatever. And the truth is the right person doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's at least my opinion. And if you want to disagree, we can get into like a shouting match. That could be exciting. <laughs> but I just I, I don't I don't believe the right person is out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because we're all broken. Mm-hmm. We're all messed up. And so during the first service, as we kind of brought she's like, all right, you want to go there? And I'm like. I don't know because I was just being playful, but you know, I, yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. She's like, no, no, no. And as she was sharing and part of the stuff, and she was like, yeah, I even told her I'm not going to preach with you. And everyone's laughing. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I finally realized this was really my fault. Last mm-hmm. night was my fault. Oh, wow. And it was like, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. And I just kind of put my hand up and I go, can I just make sure that someone else heard that? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy way back in the back was like willing to, uh, I'm with you, buddy. I'm like, we have an admission of guilt. Right. Which is so exciting. <laughs> but people think it, I guess it, I don't know. I'm becoming, and I have some thoughts I'd probably never even share publicly because out of just fear that people would abuse it mm-hmm. and not truly understand, but it's kind of like, you know, you go back to the who you're going to find, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so I married a, I don't know what your personality styles are, but Amy's, we're, we, we are, we are genuinely like, we've had to continue in this career as marriage and family people just to survive, mm-hmm. right? Because we are total polar opposites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's so many times early on, because I was 21 when I got married. <laughs> And that's just embarrassing, isn't it? You just look back and you're like, what could we possibly have thought yeah. was going to go right at 21 and 22? It's like, I knew I nothing like, at 21. Are you kidding me? I was, I mean, I was kind of a sweet guy, but I was an idiot. I had no idea yep. what I was doing. She had no clue. We were totally naive. Mm. But but it's it's like, I guess I kind of go... Because I know sometimes people, especially when they're stressed out, and maybe I'm making this up, but they'll they'll start re-remembering that other girlfriend mm-hmm. or that other boyfriend who was just so sweet and, mm-hmm. you know, a different personality than who you married. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely believe had I married the other person, like maybe my high school girlfriend, we would have equally traumatic and hurtful conflict. Right. It just probably it would have been different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And frankly, she was probably more of an avoider like I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it wouldn't have been worse. Mm-hmm. You get two avoiders together, man, you're like 30 years into this thing and you're walking in somewhere with a, you know, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. It blows up eventually. And, and if you let it go that long, it, 
craziness happens. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes me think of the saying, um, like people who come into money, what is it? It's some kind of saying, but um, the the money or the whatever that comes along. Oh, with it that, only it, it exposes it only, who you are. It only exposes like, kind of who you who are, you, really you know. Are, yeah. And I think for us in marriage, it just every day. Sometimes it's you know grossly painful, and other times it's you know magical. But it, it just really exposes who you are. Mm-hmm. You know the good, the good and bad. Like it, it and magnifies it. Yeah, it, it, it magnifies yeah. it and it brings it out. And I think that's what marriage is supposed to be. And sometimes, yeah, I have thought about, um, you know, what if you know, I was with an old ex girlfriend or something, and I just think, oh my gosh, what a nightmare that would be. <laughs> Not because she was a bad person or whatever. It's just holy cow. I just can't picture yeah. myself in that, you know, like two avoiders or two, uh, um, passive aggressive people. You're like, Holy smokes. That's a yeah. recipe for yeah. disaster. Well, and it's funny too, cause we really do. The podcast helps us so much. It helps us process. We get to talk to amazing people like you yeah. about our marriage. And so even that it's like therapy all the time. And I edit the podcast, so I have to hear it over and over and over again mm-hmm. to edit it. And so yeah. it really is, um, it just has this sort of effect of, multiplying the goodness and we do stay in this to continue learning and growing because we hit conflict all the time and a lot of it is just around communication we're from Mm -hmm. different parts of the country different coasts we have different family of origins we have different life experiences Mm -hmm. and um yeah there there isn't a perfect person there's only a way to figure out how to know the person you're with better and communicate better and so the moral of the story is start a podcast with your spouse yeah. <laughs> and don't yeah. get married when you're 21 <laughs> right yeah no definitely don't start a podcast yeah. with your spouse <laughs> at you really 21 want things exposed you yeah. know, gosh you'd last no, like one well, episode how would you what would you two then as you're on this journey and you're learning on your own and you have your own history and background and you're interviewing people and uh, what would you say, what's that like, what's maybe the biggest thing that has helped you or that you feel has helped your listeners or people you've worked with? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would say there's two. The first one is, um, we did an episode called it's family of origin and it's based and Seth brought the idea to my mind, uh, to make that episode because it's basically this whole concept about where the home that you come from is like your university of relationships, right? So wherever you lived, wherever you grew up, that is where you learned every relationship skill, every relationship tool for good or for bad. Mm -hmm. And you bring that into your marriage. And so when people listen to the family of origin episode, they, they walk away going, I have had no idea. And they look at their partner with a whole new set of eyes and they go, Oh my gosh, like that's why you put the toilet paper that direction, right. or that's why you don't ever want to go hiking or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It just gives them a clarity. So family of origin is one, but then the second one is really acceptance, like accepting it's honoring differences and promoting linkages, which is a Dan Siegel saying, but it's the idea that Seth does not and should not need to be my clone for me to be happy. And I thought that for years. He needs to think what I think, say mm-hmm. what I say, feel what I feel, do what I do. And if he doesn't, I'm not happy. But that is terrible. And it's hurting him in the process. Mm-hmm. So once I learned that sort of honoring our differences, not just accepting them, not just putting up with them, and then promoting the overlap that we have. Like, what do we enjoy to do together? What do we enjoy to do alone? And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Those two things, so family of origin and honoring differences, promoting linkages were yeah. huge for uh, for me mm-hmm. and, and are really big for our listenership as well. And I, I think for me, like two takeaways are, are, are things that I just think about daily in my own life and we just share on the podcast is knowing, knowing yourself What's, what is your identity? You know, we have a bunch of Christian listeners, so their identity is part of that. And some non-Christian listeners, mm-hmm. they have, you know, different identities. But who who is the person of you in context to your wife your, or your spouse? Your spouse is not going to make you happy, mm-hmm. you know. Sure, they can do happy things, right? But they're not responsible for your happiness. So you and your knowing of your own self is... Uh, one of the major things and then also having a growth mindset that you Mm. can change you don't have to be stuck in your ways just because we did it this way for 20 years or 
Or because your family did it or a certain or way. Or if your family or even if your church did it this mm-hmm. way. If something's not working, you have to be willing and flexible and malleable enough to take a look at it and go, oh boy, I really need to change this. Mm-hmm. And just having that open and growth mindset, I think. So those two things yeah. are huge. Which, guess what? It's not, it is never, ever a destination. It's something that I have to work on daily, mm-hmm. sometimes hourly. And that's just being honest. Because if I just sit back and get comfortable, then sometimes I get in trouble, you know? With, I mean, not... That not, sounded funny. Not, that's not, not what he meant. Yeah, not, not, not <laughs> trouble from her, but, but... Wow, my mind didn't even go there <laughs> quick enough. Right. I'm like, huh, wait, oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like not, like taking things for granted, not yeah. being thankful, counting blessings, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, we know what you meant, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that There's too. no digging out of that one now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's our takeaways, I believe. My brother is also in the same field. He got his doctorate from the Rosemead School of Psychology out of Biola. Mm-hmm. And he had shared a study with me that he found where they showed if a couple even just bought the book, mm-hmm. the marriage help book, whatever one, doesn't matter, and then put it on the shelf and never read it, their relationship improved. Mm. <laughs> That's and over. it's kind of like yeah. it's like that idea, right? That yeah. Growth oriented, like, hey, we kind of need to help, and and it's sad how few people, especially in the Christian community, mm-hmm. like the Christians should be. I one of my favorite things to say as a pastor, if I'm preaching somewhere or whatever, is to look kind of out at the audience and just go, man, sometimes I don't get you Christians. <laughs> and they think, wait, is he not a Christian? Mm-hmm. And it's it's like these ridiculous rules and these regulations they come up with that aren't even important. Mm-hmm. It's like people want to talk about beer. And it's like, okay, but that's not the point. Like right. your heart, let's talk about your heart and, and how are you loving God and how are you loving others, which is why I'm doing that flipping daily podcast I told myself I would do. And I'm ADD. So there you know why I impulsively said I'm going to do that. And now why the chances of me doing that every day Mm. are slim. But I'm 13 for 13 so far. All right. Uh, But anyways, the that growth orientation is that is such a big deal. Just be open to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And even if the book ends up being stupid or the podcast isn't what I hoped for or wanted, I, I can't get comfortable. Like you said, mm-hmm. Seth, I, 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 my wife and I are committed to loving God and loving each other and loving mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to, I cannot be comfortable with it in a bad spot or even mm-hmm. just even with myself, really. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, I might keep failing over and over again in certain areas, but I'm never going to be okay with it. I don't know if that's similar to what you were saying or if you're going to go, I'm stupid and should quit everything I'm doing. <laughs> that was what he was going to say. It's weird. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I won't, I won't say it since we're in his face. <laughs> no, I, I think that I, I agree with, with all of that, that I, I, a lot of people think if I can just get here to this level or whatever, then I'll be happy if I just get married or have a kid or get that super good job or whatever. But the, I, I grew up thinking that, but it's it is the the process it's the the journey and that kind of sounds corny because everybody says it but it's 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 so it's so true and i've found that if i don't if i don't work those muscles then they just i don't know get fat and lazy and yeah. that, that, that's always my 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 default you know mm-hmm. so I, I agree 100% with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Well, and now, Melanie, it, she doesn't have to do that, I don't think. She, what are you talking about? I don't about? know. You're more on top of things. Well, no, it's just because I listen to Joyce Meyer all the time, and I was going to quote Joyce Meyer. She uh-huh. always says, new level, new devil. So you step up your game, and the, the second you step up your game, something terrible happens. That's what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And so there's another verse, that is, or there is a Bible verse that says, the devil roams around like a lion looking for whom he can devour. And that verse came to me years and years ago where I was like, no matter what I do, I've got something behind me, like Mm. trying to tear me down, trying to make me hate myself or hate my husband or whatever. And so the, those, the, the mixture of those two ideas, um, has really helped me to realize that constant growth is something that not only makes me feel good, makes me happier, makes me 
enjoy life more, but it makes mm-hmm. my relationships stronger. And that doesn't always have to just be like, read the Bible more. It can actually be read books like The Yes Brain by Dr. Dan Siegel or Gail Saltz's book about, you know, teens going through puberty and how to talk to your kids about it. Like Mm -hmm. just perpetually growing. Um, And I I just feel like there's such a benefit to that, that we, I don't know, because I think Mm -hmm. our brains are just like, okay, Doritos and TV, right? like that's good. And and the the likelihood that we're just going to kind of fall into that and ruin our relationships accidentally because we didn't do anything Mm -hmm. is really high. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's easy. That's the easiest thing to do. It's easy to get divorced. It's easy not Mm -hmm. to Love your spouse. Good. Anybody can do that. And we're not right? definitely not saying that people who get divorced are lazy. So for yeah, sure, yeah, that is not what we're saying. Right. I'm but, not saying that. Yeah. But it's it, easy it to give up. It's it could easy. have been easy for yeah. us to call it quits. Yeah. Right? It would be easy for me to blame Seth instead of look at my own crap. Like mm-hmm. way easier. Yeah. Well, and if you've ever worked with someone or a couple who have both been married before, or I, I mean, they'll tell you, man. I wish I would have known. Mm-hmm. Or man, I we, I didn't know this in my first marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. on Sunday, I had a gentleman come up to me after one of the services and go, "Ah, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I know now. We're, you know, my ex-wife and I actually get along now mm-hmm. because after the divorce, the two of them realized because they had four kids between them mm-hmm. that we got to do something different. Like, you know, and that's always the thing I try to warn people about before they get before they choose divorce Mm -hmm. is if you're thinking this makes it easier for you, Mm -hmm. you're wrong. It Mm -hmm. makes everything harder. Mm -hmm. So, and the craziest thing is, especially if you have children, right? You're still going to have to learn how to get along. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like the dirty little secret or, or maybe just Christians don't even know it, but you know, we try to scare people away from divorce Mm -hmm. with all those terrible statistics of children of divorce, which are real, Mm -hmm. totally real. Mm -hmm. However, there's kind of an important caveat. The kids who suffer those consequences of divorce, it's because mom and dad post-divorce continue trying to kill each other. Uh Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. But if mom and dad post-divorce turn it around and realize, Mm -hmm. hey, wait a minute, yeah, and they get healthier. Mm-hmm. Those consequences start to go right away. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just taught, we just interviewed two different people for a divorce episode coming up here, and that was one of the things they talked about. They were like, you know, it really has nothing to do about the marriage itself dissolving, like the the marriage on paper going away, and only has to do with the relationship health or unhealthiness, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's, yeah, there's a lot to be said for understanding your part to play in something and that, no, it's not going to get easier if you just separate and have kids and have to manage all of that. And yeah. yeah so, and I think no, again, that, yeah, that's where a lot of my, like we have a whole uh, episode about identity because I don't think people understand that if, if we're having issues, I'm probably mm-hmm. half of the problem, <laughs> right? Yeah, like it's yeah, probably it, not like three quarters Seth, one quarter me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's just, which of course us. it can be yeah, uh, it, at, at yeah. some, at some, in, in, some in, in some marriages. And that's the hardest thing. Like I said, one of the two like takeaways is really knowing who you are, knowing, um, what makes you work, why you do what you, you do, and really taking a, a hard, introspective look. And like I said, um, starting once you start that journey, I, I don't want to stop. I've wanted to stop a million times, but I know that it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like exercising. Oh, I'm going to get on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Oh, this sucks. You know, but then after you're done, you feel good. You're mm-hmm. glad you did it, right? Yeah. And then guess what? You're going to do it again the next morning mm-hmm. or evening or or whatever. And that's how that's how I look at yeah. um, self growth uh, and especially growth in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think too, there there is something to say. It's like uh, our internal health is like a star or something like light radiates out of it. But if it's not healthy, it's stuck inside. And so when we have health 
we can in, impact things in a positive way. Mm-hmm. When we have an unhealthy self, we impact things in a negative way. And I think people just really don't take the time to dig into that. Like if mm-hmm. you're having conflict in your marriage, you can be married to someone who's totally different than you, who has totally different interests, communicates totally different. As long as you are healthy in yourself and they are healthy in themselves, you can find where your stars shine together. <laughs> yeah. Make a universe. It's like that Sunday school, this little line. Of yeah. <laughs> do you know yeah, how Yes, I do. No. <laughs> and suddenly your listenership drops. No, oh, it's darn mine. It. This one's on my podcast. Oh, crap. Sorry. Busted. Edit no, and, well, and what's interesting, too, is that one of the things that my father taught me just I was blessed. I mean, it certainly wasn't perfect, but how, and it kind of goes off what you were saying, Melly, is people who hurt people are hurting. Mm-hmm. And so the, that star analogy, it's why self-care is so important. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not well, I ain't going to love well, mm-hmm. right. period. End of story. And if I have a messed up identity, which I love hearing that there's an episode on identity. If my identity is messed up, man, everything's messed up. And if my heart is wounded and if I have unforgiveness or bitterness, then of course I'm going to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. So sometimes even for those listening whose spouse or kid or whatever sibling friend is wounding you, one of the ways you can empathize is going, man, they must also be hurting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, I wonder what that is and, and, and even start praying for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that area. There was a, a a thing I heard just recently that piggybacks off of that hurting people hurt people comment, yeah. and it was um, healed people heal people. And I thought that was just beautiful because there really is this moment in in our own journey for me anyway, Mm -hmm. where I was just this wounded, like bird with a broken wing. I couldn't do anything. And a lot of that was my own choice. And then a lot of it was just circumstance, not knowing enough, not getting the right care or whatever. But then once I became healed or on the journey toward health, I began to encourage other people. And I began to have almost like a re-energizing of self, realizing like mm-hmm. I can actually make a difference in my friends, the people around me. Not that I think I'm better and need to like teach everyone, not anything weird like that. No. But the, the, the heart of a healed person can be healing to those around them. And that's an, there's nothing that kind of has that same feel. Yeah. And, uh, that experience is so beautiful. So I did want to just kind of throw that out there because I thought it was so impactful yeah. and powerful. You can, and, and you could even say, just loving others, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what brings healing. One of the things that I've realized over the last few years and really trying to hone in on the commands and statements and words of Christ mm-hmm. is how, you know, in Ephesians 5, you know, every lot of people know about Ephesians 5.22 where it says, wives, submit to your husband. Yeah. Now, it irritates the living everything out of me mm-hmm. because Ephesians 5.21 says submit to each other. Mm-hmm. No one ever wanted to talk about that. Right. <laughs> one of the insights I had off of that section of scripture, but then also just reading Christ's words, is if you actually do want to change someone, we do have the uh, the ability to influence, right? I can't mm-hmm. guarantee anything, mm-hmm. but I certainly can set people up. And it really comes down to well, what did Christ do for you, Melanie, at 19 mm-hmm. that changed you? He mm-hmm. sacrificed. Mm-hmm. He laid down his life. He got up on the cross. He he didn't browbeat. He didn't point the finger. He didn't. He just went, hey, I'm going to do this one for you, even though you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think people get afraid is they're so afraid that they're going to be taken advantage of mm-hmm. if they take that servant's kind of Christ-like attitude with someone and it's like, I, I try to tell them, uh, that is kind of the only way, like you can't like Christ takes the power out of being manipulated mm-hmm. when, if someone's trying to take advantage of you and then you go, you know, I'm going to go the extra mile or I'm going to do this out of an act of love. The power's gone. Mm-hmm. They, right. they don't have it over you anymore. Mm-hmm. They might think they do, but eventually, unless they're you know, a, a raging sociopath, <laughs> which happens. I tell people, you need to call the police, but, uh, you know, most normally dysfunctional people are going to respond well to that eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, wait a minute. I'm being a jerk. I know I am, mm-hmm. 
but you're not. What's your deal? Yeah, yeah. I have had a moment in where I had a band for a while, a long time, and I loved it. And the guitar player quit, but he did it in a way that he meant he meant it to be uh, something to hurt me. And I said to him in our phone call, and I had this moment when he quit. It was like, I'm not even kidding. It was like lightning behind my eyes, and I could feel God saying, this is okay, do it. It's okay. Mm. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I won't get upset. And I just told this guitar player, gosh, it's been so much fun doing music with you. Thank you so much for the year that we've had doing this together. Like, this has been a gift to me. I can't even tell you. And he literally said, why are you being nice to me? Mm. <laughs> that's like well, yeah. that's called the Lord. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. There, there isn't a reason other than it, this is great, and I felt right. like uh, lo- just love. I mean, there's no reason mm. for me to be mean to him. And yes, he was trying to do it to be mean to me, but mm. I don't need to return that offense. I don't need to even take that offense, you know. Yeah. So no, that was a, that and was a I powerful think moment. It and it feels like it, it. It's really the only way to have someone change and that change, the outcome of the change be positive. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, man, if I'm like, you're a jerk and I, I'm just hitting you back. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think you're going to like the outcome mm-hmm. of that change. And, and I think that's why Christ showed us and gave us that example to go, look, if you want change worth having, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And I do, I think of the imagery too, really quick love. Um, you know, they say you can't fight fire with fire. And I never quite understood that. I never thought about that analogy until just now where it's like, someone needs to be water. Is it going to be you or is it going to be me? Mm. Are we just going to shoot fire at each other all day long? Or can one of us put it out and it might make my water a little bit hot. I might feel a little comfortable. I don't even mm-hmm. know, but one of us needs to be water. Let's be water together. Right. right? And so there's a, I think, um, and th- I don't know, that imagery just came to mind. And Yeah, that's a good, I like that analogy. And trying to be water on fire is really hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all kinds of heckles that I, you know, think personally that may come up with me. Well, I'm not going to do that. Oh, this is this is dumb or whatever. But if I'm thinking in the long term and oh, is it lost? No, it just glitched. For oh, OK, a well, I guess it's still recording. But no if worries. I'm if I'm thinking in the long term, what is the best for me right mm-hmm. now for me to be happy? in a good way. And also what is the best for my spouse to be happy and the marriage. And if I can separate myself from all the, you know, whatever I'm feeling and really think, okay, what is this going to look like in a week from now, a month from now? Because, and this, I don't know where I came across this saying, but it, it trips me out every single time that I think of it, that right now in the present, I am currently creating my future memories. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, mind blown, <laughs> right? So, so in an in an argument or a time of like real connection or whatever, I right now am responsible for creating the memories that I will have ten years from now. And that goes with anything. How do I want to be as a person? How do I? How can I? How, what does that look like as a father? As a mother? as a spouse, as a son, as a worker, as a grandparent, everything. And that, this, you know, again, just mind blown. Right. And, uh, if, if I can slow down and think about it that way, it really changes my Mm -hmm. perspective. Yeah. It sounds like you're kind of describing being intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, it kind of tends to go better when I'm intentional, when I am purposely seeking growth, purposely, trying to understand the other person, Mm -hmm. trying to understand how, you know, how do our personalities fit, trying to understand, you know, how can I honor you and how can actually, you know, I liked earlier in the show, we said about just finding those things that are positive and Mm -hmm. let's lift that up. Let's Mm -hmm. focus on that. You know, it doesn't have to be some crazy complicated mess. Mm -hmm. It's what's difficult is doing it because we're selfish and we're broken and we're wounded and, and so let me ask, you know, what's the best way people can find you guys that, I mean, obviously you have the anatomy of marriage podcast mm-hmm, and they can, mm-hmm. I, I'm assume, I will assume they can find that on any yeah. podcast app, iTunes, yeah, all on, the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. On, on all the outlets, uh, they can go to our website, anatomyofmarriage.com. 
Email us. We answer all kinds of questions, and we, we do answer them and read them, either on the show or in reply back, and that's anatomyofmarriage at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And then what are our socials? Oh, no. well, at Facebook, we have an Anatomy of Marriage page. We're on Instagram and Twitter. and uh, But on our website, we have lots of tools and resources, episodes. We share auth- you know different books and videos. and um, But one of the things I really love are the tools that we have, because they're not traditional tools. Like, we we create, uh, for example, like a Venn diagram, but we have it. It's called a Venn usagram because we need to know where <laughs> our overlap is. Right. And it's just like funny little tweaks on tools to make them less boring, less clinically like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but they really, really, really are helpful. And we have uh, different episodes labeled by topics. You know, we have sex and intimacy series. We've got, you know, episodes on domestic violence, all of those things. So those are all at the website at anatomyofmarriage.com. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll and I'll make sure and and include whatever direct links yeah. the two of you would like me to have for this mm-hmm. podcast episodes page. Uh, would love to do that, and would love to have you all back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Sometime, and and I think you know the pressure's on now to have me on yours. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. I well, I yeah, actually definitely. I would love to cross. Um, what is the word? Put this on our. Um, on our end. Yeah, what is the cross link? Cross promote. Cross promote. Cross publish. Take it to the cross. Take lay it at the foot of the cross. <laughs> is that what we're talking about? I, I would love to lay this episode at the foot of the cross. And uh, <laughs> right. did I Christianize this all of a sudden? Well, you know, you know what would be great if we could have you and your wife on our show. If yeah, you know, if you guys if you're want still to. married by then. If yeah, if if we are, yeah, I mean, that is the big question. No, no, no. Now I know she she enjoy doing it. Yeah. Thank you all for taking the time to do this with me, and thank you for the the marriage ministry that you have, and mm-hmm. the way that you're reaching people, and that you're honest with them, and and that your desires to provide the practical things. Like, okay, I hate my spout. What do I do? Right. Uh, yeah, Anatomy of Marriage. I'm excited. I'm going to start listening. Yeah. So you awesome. have a new fan. Yeah. All right. At least one. Well, yeah. good. Well, you, you, right. do, you do too. And yeah, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time for responding back and getting back to us. We, we're really, yeah. really thankful. This is awesome. What so, a fun day. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. All right. We'll, talk we'll to make you later. Happen. All right. Thank All right. you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.